Welcome back to the Rectify Setting the Record Straight. I am your host, Kiana Sanchez, aka Keo, and I'm back with you with episode 12. This episode's title will be Why I Am No Longer a Christian. And before anyone gets shocked because of the title, I just recommend that you actually listen into the episode and try to understand my take on this. So let's get into today's episode. Okay, I know that the introduction, well, the title of this episode may freak a lot of people out and they're probably like, oh my gosh, she's renouncing her faith and things like that. But no, that is not the case at all. So before anyone assumes, yes, I still very much believe in Jesus Christ and the word of God. And I believe that I am filled with the Holy Spirit. And I just want people to understand that we shouldn't base our walk with with God on a religious title because Christianity has truly become something that it hasn't, you know, originated to be. And many people walk around with this title and just about anybody professes to be a Christian and they claim to believe in God and they claim to believe in the Bible. And very few of them mention the name of Jesus and very few of them actually live according to the Bible. And I can agree with Dr. Miles Monroe on what he said with this, because he said, you know, Christianity, whether we want it to be or not, is a religion and it's a religious title. And even though we may be called Christians by the world, we have to remember that Christ came to establish a kingdom, not a religion. And he's still not here to establish a religion. So we're not called to live in Christianity. We're called to live in the kingdom. And, um... I really want to talk more about the kingdom of God because this is the the message that was preached. This is what Christ has talked about. And of course, I'm going to talk about this more in my next episode. So I'm not going to just jump into talking about that because that's going to take up what the purpose and intent of this episode is about. But as for this episode, I want people to understand this as believers We get so caught up in titles, we get so caught up in denominations, and we follow rules and doctrines by men rather than the things of Christ. And so many people have lost sight of what it means to be a believer in Christ, what it means to follow Christ Jesus and his word. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people who go under the the title of Christian who aren't living kingdom, but there are many people who do profess to be Christians who have strayed away from the true faith and who aren't truly establishing the church of God. And we have to remember when Christ came to create his, you know, to not create, but to reestablish his kingdom in the earth, he came to make disciples and they eventually became apostles and we're called to be sons of God. We're called to be citizens of heaven. And the thing about it is we're citizens of heaven and the earth. So therefore we're ambassadors of Christ. And sadly, too many people have neglected the the true purpose and intent of being a follower of Christ. I made a few videos on TikTok yesterday and I was explaining, you know, as simple as possible why I no longer want to carry the title because In today's world, especially modern Christianity, very few people understand and know the kingdom of God, nor do they know how to operate in the power of God. And it's become so 
derailed off of the truth that it's just religious practice, religious rituals, and all kinds of things that came from men and never came from Christ. And sadly, many people twist scripture to their own destruction, just as Peter said they would. And they're living under this identity, believing that they're saved, believing that they're right with God, but yet they don't truly know the message which Christ preached and what he came into the earth to do. And sadly, it's like I started noticing this more after the Holy Spirit led me to study about the kingdom of God, because this is exactly what Jesus came to preach. And I'm glad that he set it on my heart to watch these teachings by Dr. Miles Monroe, because it's really opening my eyes to a lot. And another thing I wanted to point out, because a friend of mine, he really made that, um, statement and it is very much true and I knew exactly what he was talking about so I went and found the scripture and I sent it to him and I was like yeah this is true this is what it says and we have to remember that the name Christian derived from the people of Antioch calling the disciples Christians because they said oh they follow Christ so let's call them Christians and that's basically the title that the people of Antioch gave them and you can find it in the book of acts i believe it's in chapter 9 or 11 if i'm not um if i'm not uh you know wrong about it but i just highly recommend that if you do have the bible app you can just type in christian and it'll show you only three scriptures that have the word christian in it because it was when the people of Antioch started calling the disciples christians and then it was also when um the king i can't remember his name at the time but the king who paul was talking to he said you almost persuaded me to become a christian and you have to remember this title spread around so people recognize the people of god as christians so i understand people if they you know truly see christ in me and if i truly see christ in other people we're going to recognize them as christians followers of christ but the title itself has no longer followed through with the title that it was originally given and who it was originally given to. So it's not that I don't believe in Christ or that I'm not no longer following Christ. I just no longer want to have a religious title over my head and people not recognize, you know, Christ in me because it's easy for anyone to be called a Christian nowadays. Anyone can pick up that title and call themselves a Christian. And that's why Christ never called us to any title. He just called us to, you know, follow him, to deny ourselves, to take up our cross and follow him. And that we preach the good news, which is to repent, have a changed mind, and, you know, that the kingdom of God is now at hand, that the kingdom is available to us, to whomever is willing to, you know, search it out and seek it. And this this is why he preached so heavily in Matthew uh, chapter 6 verse 33 to seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all things that we need will be added into us and we have fallen so far away from the teachings of Christ that people are now teaching on healing they're teaching on you know how to interpret your dreams and things like that and I'm not saying that these things are bad it's just when we are supposed to be establishing the kingdom in the earth. The more you understand kingdom, the more you're going to understand that healing comes with this. The more you're going to understand that the interpretations of your dreams and that, you know, uh, the blessings of God, all these things come with it. That's what he means. And when 
Jesus talked about, you know, seeking first the kingdom and God's righteousness. He told us, you know, these things will be added to us. But the Gentiles, the people who only believe in false religions and false gods and things of that nature, people who are set in religious ways, he said they seek after things. And this is why they get no response or answer from God is because they're after the things that are, you know, in this world. But the reason why Christ is telling us to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness is because we have to seek the government of God. We have to seek the laws, the things, the the principles, and everything that I was learning from Dr. Miles Monroe is really beginning to stick with me and it's beginning to make sense and it's helping me to understand not only this life a bit more, but it's helping me to grow more in my faith. And the way he broke faith down, it just really made more sense to me because it's things that I've learned outside of being in a religious setting in a religious order that I, I couldn't learn while being in those settings. And I learned very few things. And it's like, I'm not saying that all Christians are, you know, lost cause, but it's very few things that they do know, but they're not living entirely in it. And it's not that we're going to know everything all at once, once we come to no kingdom, we're going to be, you know, learning regardless whether <laughs> we think we know it all or not. But the point is, we have to be always willing to receive from God. And a lot of people in these physical religious church settings, they're only set on their own standard of things. They're only set on their doctrines. They're set on their religious practice and their programs that they've set up. And they're not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead. This is why church is so bland and it's not that I don't want to go to church. It's just I want to be around spirit-filled, kingdom-minded you know, believers who know how to operate in the authority that God has given them. And it's times that I have operated in this authority, and I didn't understand how I did it. <laughs> and I didn't do it in you know, my own strength, obviously. It was the Holy Spirit. And the more that I begin to experienced the Holy Spirit in my life, I wanted to understand and know how God operates in and through me. Because we know that the word of God says that the kingdom is within us. And we know that the kingdom is in our heart. And I, I like that Dr. Miles Monroe said that he said the kingdom is in the heart because he said, just like the word of God says, wherever your treasures be, I mean, where yeah, wherever your treasures be, there your heart will also be. So if you are set in the ways of the world, then your heart is in the world. But if you are set in the things of the kingdom, then your heart is in the kingdom. And if we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, if we have truly, you know, nailed us our sinful passions and desires to the cross and left it there and stopped living there. And I, I want to explain that too, because when Dr. Miles Monroe explained that, it made so many it made so much sense. And I I could literally hear God in this sermon and he was just making it plain to me but people are set at the cross and the cross is supposed to be capital punishment for sin condemning sin in its place and you know removing all the the worldly you know the the worldly hindrances it was made to wipe out all the handwritten requirements that came in the world 
and to set us back in the order of the king. And it disarmed all principalities and dark powers. And this is what Christ did when he died on the cross. Now understand when I say that the gospel is to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's not me saying that the birth and death and the burial and resurrection of Christ is, you know, ineffective. No, these are very much important too. And if we understand all these things, you know, if we understand all these things equally, we'll begin to understand Christ more. And this one verse I discovered, I believe, I would say about two years ago, two or three years ago, I was with my mom and I just felt led to read my Bible. And I happened to go to Jeremiah chapter nine. And in verses 23 and four, it says, uh, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, let not the strong man glory in his strength, nor let the um, rich man glory in his riches. For if anyone glories, let him glory in this, that he knows and understands me. This is the Lord speaking to the people. But he said, let them glory in that, you know, in understanding him and knowing him. So those are two important factors. He said, if you're going to glory in, in, in anything, let it be that you understand and know the Lord. And he said, exercising loving kindness, righteousness and judgment in the earth. Now, I know people hear the word judgment and they're automatic. They're automatically assuming it's condemnation. But no, judgment is discernment. It's deciphering whether something is good or whether it's not. So when he says exercise, loving kindness, righteousness and judgment in the earth, he's telling us to use not only the loving kindness that he has in his spirit within us, but to also do what is right while deciphering what is right and what is wrong. And, you know, going according to what is right. And sadly in the church, it's very few things that people do know, but not many people know kingdom. Not many people know how to operate in the kingdom. And not many people know what it's like to be a citizen of heaven and to operate according to the laws of heaven. So the more that... I begin to study and the more that I begin to look into the word of God and really read what Jesus is saying, it makes sense now to why he spoke in parables. And he spoke in parables because just as he said, it's the truth hidden in a story. And he gave these things to people because they weren't yet ready to receive it. But when they are, of course, they'll come back and ask him just as the disciples did. The disciples wanted to know, so they asked Jesus, and Jesus gave him the answer. And just as um, Dr. Miles Monroe said, he said, you know, God has to give you the answer to whatever you're sincerely asking. And it's not just asking sincerely, it's whatever you're asking in him because you desire to know. You have a hunger and thirst after his righteousness. And I know I'm saying, you know, because Dr. Miles Morrill said a lot, but understand this, I'm not putting him on a pedestal. I'm just agreeing with what he taught because not only is it scriptural, but it's truth. And he broke down what he was explaining and it's the best way I can explain it. So if I'm using an, an example from him, of course, I'm going to credit, it, you know, back to the person who I've learned it from, just as I've learned things from uh, Derek Prince and Smith Wiggleworth and Catherine Kuhlman. And many other men and women of God who were so filled with the Holy Spirit and they understand 
and understood the kingdom of God. And that's where I want to be. I want to get to a place where I understand kingdom and I understand who Christ is and I understand what he did and why he did it and why I have to do what I'm you know, called to do and what I'm chosen and what I'm purposed for, things of that nature. I want to understand and know these things because once you're walking in purpose, you're more full of life. You're full of, you know, the radiance of God. And that's what I want. And Christianity wasn't given that to me. Like Christianity has become such a religion. It has become such a a religious ritual and people do, you know, they do these things and they, they practice certain things and yet they're not really experiencing kingdom they're not really experiencing Christ and because of it they either shy away from the faith or they live lukewarm or not just living lukewarm they still live in the world they just have the title but they're not submitted to Christ they're not submitted to God and we know that the word says if we submit to the Lord we'll be able to resist the enemy we'll be able to push him back But because we're not submitting ourselves to God, we're not understanding authority and living under his authority. That's what faith is. Faith is understanding the authority that you're under, because just as Dr. Miles Monroe broke that down, I like how he explained this. If you remember the story of the centurion and how he came to Jesus and he was like, I have a servant and he's sick and I would like for you to heal him. And he said, because I'm a man of authority, I understand how authority works. And I can see that you're a man of authority. And the centurion told Jesus, he said, you don't have to come with me and, you know, heal my servant. I know if you send a word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus was marveled by his faith. And he said, I knew, he said, I've never seen any faith as great as this, not even from, um, I can't remember from who, but he's like, I've never seen faith as great as this. And the centurion went on his way. And when he went, his servant was healed. And that's what faith is. Faith is when we trust and know and understand that the authority that we're under is capable of making what he's promised happen. Therefore, we believe him at his word. We don't go in doubt or worry we just trust and believe him at what he says because we know his word carries weight because his word is law and that's not what we're taught in modern civilized christ you know christianity and i understand some people understand and know that and i i thank the lord for those people who do understand that but we're so separated in denominations and we're so separated by, oh, well, I'm Pentecostal. So I have to do this. Oh, I'm Protestant. So I have to do this. Oh, I'm Baptist. Oh, I'm this. I'm that. And it's so many different things. And it's just like how Paul was explaining. And um, I believe it's where he was talking about the watering and working of the word and the increase of God. Because he said, some of you say I've been baptized in Cepheus and I've been baptized in Apollos and this and that. Like, I actually have to get my Bible for this one because in order for me to break this down and explain it, I I need to have actual scripture. And in this particular scripture, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians. And I'm sorry if you hear my pages flipping, but (laughs) this is just the simple truth. Like, I'm giving you nothing but what is in the word of God. But 
Whew. Don't mind me. I'm just trying to find the scripture. And it's like I know where it's at, but I'm having such a hard time finding it. But as I still look for my scriptures, I'm just going to continue to speak on this. But many people, they're so divided in their way of thinking and they're so divided as a church. And I'm not even going to call them the church because many people think they're a part of the church and they're the church of God and they're not. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if you read it, you'll understand exactly what I'm trying to get at. Because so many people are divided by everyone in doctrine of men. They're so divided by their own understanding and influences and ritual practices and things. And they're not led by the Spirit of God. But here it says, I'm going to just read from verse 1 on down a bit, but... It says, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and division among you, and you are not, <laughs> and you are not carnal and behaving like, are you not carnal? Forgive me. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Apollos, or I am of Paul, and another says, I am of Cepheus, are you not carnal? When then, I mean, who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed? As the Lord gave to each one, I planted Apollos, I planted Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one who will receive his own and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For he for we oh my goodness, sorry, I mark up in my Bible so much I'm literally tripping over my words. <laughs> but for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another found and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no one other for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So I'm going to stop there, but I just recommend that you read 1 Corinthians chapter 3. But Paul was basically letting people know that it doesn't matter who you learn from as long as they're building on the foundation and building off of what Christ has built on. He said, because we're just workers, you know, with God. We're not people who are in likeness with him. We're just workers with him. And he was letting them know, like, whether I plant or whether Apollos water, it is God who gives the increase. So whether you are learning from anyone about the truth of God, that increase only comes from God if you're willing to receive. And just as he said, he he was letting them know, let it be nothing other than what Christ has established. And sadly, in the body of Christ, many people 
are establishing things under, oh, well, my, you know, teacher, he's this and that, and he taught me this. And I'm like, yeah, he taught you that, but is it of Christ? Like, this is in no way, shape, or form to tear down ministries or anything like that. But we have to really ask ourselves, are these ministries built off of the foundation of Christ? Or are they built off of us simply wanting to have titles or wanting people to listen to us? Or wanting people to say, oh, your ministry is the best ministry. It makes me feel good. And we're just giving motivational speeches and doing religious practices. And yet people still aren't encountering God. They're still sitting in these pews every Sunday thinking that they're saved, wanting to feel good, but they don't truly know kingdom. And this is why the word of God tells us that, you know, few are called and well, many are called and few are chosen. And I know people use that scripture for like some of the most unnecessary statements, like to say, oh, well, I was called to this. And, you know, many of us were called, but I was chosen for this and that. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you have to understand what the word chosen mean and what the word called mean before you just jump into thinking that you hold any type of position of importance. Because like the word of God says, if any man thinks he's anything, he's nothing. So, you know. If you think yourself to be anything, you're nothing. And too many people are caught up in praises of men. They want people to praise them more than they want Christ. And Christianity is such a defensive religion. Like, I talked about this uh, yesterday and people got so offended and they were like, oh, you know, you're how can you say you're not a Christian? If you believe in Christ, then you have to be a Christian. And I'm like, I don't have to be a Christian. I'm not called to be a Christian. I'm called to be, you know, a a kingdom-minded person. Christ called me to repentance, to have a changed mind, and to know the kingdom, for the kingdom is here. The kingdom is all around us. And I like how Dr. Miles Monroe said that. He said, the kingdom is all around us. And God's presence is all around us. I'm sorry, he said God's presence, not the kingdom. But God's presence is all around us. And even though it says he can't be found, you know why he can't be found. It's because people aren't searching for him. They're not sincere about their searching for him. They desire things from God. And that's what the um, pagans want. Pagans want things. But God is trying to offer relationship. He's trying to offer relationship so that it can be kingdom established through our relationship with him the more we build our relationship with him the more the kingdom of god is established in us and we begin to operate it in the earth and we begin to make an influence and an impact in the earth as ambassadors of christ and too many people read the bible from a carnal perspective this is why we have such ideas in mind like oh this part in the bible is about me and this and that when all of it is about christ his kingdom and how his kingdom people should be how the people he's created to have dominion in the earth should be and ever since i got that revelation from the teachings that i've been on watching i understand now that this is about a kingdom and how we're supposed to operate in it and we're supposed to establish kingdom in the earth now christ already set the foundation and we just have to live it. And if you are familiar with 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, it says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. He said, What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love or in spirit of gentleness? 
It's like too many of us are willing and desiring things from God, but we're not truly desiring him and his purpose and plan for us. And it's like we're more afraid of receiving what God could tell us than we are of receiving the truth. It's like we don't want to hear God say, oh, well, you have to you know, leave this behind and stop doing that or stop doing this. We want God to give us our wants and our fleshly desires. And this is why he tells us that we're a stiff necked generation is because we're not willing to change our perception. We're not willing to change our mind and we're not willing to receive the things that he has for us and what we were born to do. And that's why so many of us are missing the mark. That's why so many of us are in sin. And it's like, I don't want to be this person living under religious terms and religious titles or anything like that. I want to live according to the scripture and what God's words say. I want to set an example in the earth by being a believer in Christ, operating in authority and power that doesn't come from self or you know religious titles or anything but that comes from god his holy spirit that comes from the son of god because just like it says in colossians chapter 2 i'm gonna go there real quick but just as it says in colossians chapter 2 he says in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, wiping out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon or Sabbath, for which are a shadow of things to come. But the substance is of Christ. Like, this is why... We shouldn't allow religious things to withhold us because just like he says, let no one judge you according to all these things, because these are all the substance of Christ. If anything, it's all Christ. And I'm not going to tell you which what substance mean. I want to encourage people to look into what the word substance mean, the Hebrew and the Greek meaning of substance, because the more that you get a revelation on the word of God and a revelation is only something that God can reveal to you. It's a divine revelation of scripture. And it's a breaking down a very plain and simple understanding of something that's clear in our face that we don't perceive just yet. And we have to be hungry and thirst, you know, thirsty for righteousness. Because like the word of God says in the Beatitudes, he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So if you want to be filled with the spirit of God, you have to hunger and thirst after the things of God. You have to seek his kingdom and you have to seek his righteousness. And when we do that, the more we're going to desire him, the more we're going to desire his purpose and his plan and his will. And that's why I can no longer carry a religious title because all creation groans and are waiting eagerly for the, the revealing of the true sons of God.
And who are the true sons of God? Those who are led by the Spirit of God. Those who have come to the knowledge of the truth and have acknowledged Christ for who he is and acknowledged the purpose and plan of God and are choosing to follow through in those things. And they are led by his spirit to do his will in the earth. And that's what I want, not only for myself, but for everyone who ever listens to this. And even those who have yet to receive the knowledge of the truth, I want them to come into understanding the purpose and plan of God, you know, for their life. Too many of us are still living in the same conditions that we were a year and, you know, two years and five years ago. And that's not what Christ intended for us. That's not what he wanted for us at all. We're supposed to have power over everything in our life. We're supposed to have power not over, not only over the earth, but over our finances, over everything that we have. We're supposed to have power over the systems of this world. And yet somehow we can't do that if we're just leaning and depending on religion. And that's not what God wants us to. He said to lean on him, not to lean on your own understanding, but to trust him. It says, trust him with all your heart. And you have to be willing to open your heart to him. Because like the word of God says, he is near to those who are brokenhearted and contrite in spirit. And he's saying he's near to those who are open, willing to receive. That's what a broken heart is. The world has painted a broken heart as merely someone, you know, who's had their heart broken by the stresses and things of that world. But if we are distressed by anything, we should be distressed by not knowing who we are in our purpose and plan. And we have a desire to know. So therefore, we're seeking God for it so that he can make us whole and he can fill us because rivers of living water should be flowing from us, pouring over into the next person. Our intention should never be to satisfy self, and that's usually why people choose Christianity. It's because they're hearing all these good things about people, and they're like, oh, you know, so-and-so got blessed with this amount of money or this car and this and that, and I want that for myself. And that's all people want. They want the things, but they don't want God. And that's why I had to come out of it. I don't want anything that isn't the truth or the per- you know, the purpose and plan that God has not only for me, but I want to know and understand him. But on that note, I just encourage people to study on the kingdom of God. Because if you realize any parable that Jesus talked about, he talked about the kingdom of heaven. He talked about the kingdom and he compared it to something. And that's what we're supposed to understand. And any, like the word of God says, any man who lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord and he'll give to him without measure. He'll give to you the understanding you need. Because just as Jesus said, he'll give to you and he'll give you more. Like any man who has something, more will be given to him. But if any man has something and he does nothing with it, all that he has will be taken away. So what are you doing with what God is giving you? Are you going to apply these things? Are you going to receive it and give it to the next person and share it with the next person and do, you know, do what he requires of us to do? Or are you just going to squander it and just let it slide from, you know, your grasp and just forget it in general? Because it's just really something that we all have to come to the realization of that 
we are called to be the influence of heaven and the earth because too many people are focused on getting to heaven. They're not focused on establishing this earth in the will and purposes and plans of God. Like he says in Revelation, he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. He didn't say he's just going to create a new heaven and then we all live there. No, he wants to establish what was intended in the beginning through the first Adam, but they forfeited that and they gave it up. So Jesus had to come and restore it. That's why Jesus came. He had to restore us back to our rightful place. But I just encourage people to, you know, study for themselves, truly get the truth of God's word in you and don't just overlook it and go by the things that you've heard in religious programs and things but ask the Lord to reveal to you the truth because it's a lot of things I'm scripting myself of because it's hindered me and it's done no good for me and it's hindered me from actually experiencing Christ so I encourage people to watch the teachings that Dr. Miles Monroe have on the kingdom of God, take notes and even go back and study for yourself and ask the Lord to show you what it is that you need to know. This is the Rectified Setting the Record Straight. I'm your host, Kiana Sanchez, a.k.a. Keo. And I'm glad to have shared this message with you all. And I ask that the Lord blesses each hearer who's heard this and that the eyes of our understanding be opened. And that our hearts be willing to receive from the spirit of God and that we have such a hunger and thirst after righteousness and the things of God and that we be filled in Jesus name. Amen. Y'all be blessed.